This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicles. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Delphine Briere, founder and principal of My Paris Touch, assisting expats in navigating the complex and elaborate French administration system with ease. After two decades of working in investment banking, Delphine transformed her corporate skill set to become an essential asset to her clients. Let's hear how this administrative guru can simplify your Parisian life by using her Paris Touch. Delphine, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Paris Property Chronicles. You are the founder and principal of My Paris Touch, a full-service administrative company based in Paris, assisting companies and individuals who would like to relocate to Paris. Before we get to My Paris Touch, can you tell us a little bit about you? Okay. Thank you, Yolanda, first, for having me on your podcast. I very much appreciate your invitation. I am not a native Parisian. I was born in Honfleur. Uh, which is a very uh, nice and um, quite famous for people who like impressionism, um, little uh, airborne town in Normandy. It's in Calvados. I love Honfleur. I've been there a few times with my family. We even rented a house there. It, it reminds me, for, for the Americans who are listening, it reminds me of a New England coastal town. It's very sweet. Yes, it's remained a bit uh, authentic. In comparison to Deauville, who is much more, uh, I don't know, fancy or <laughs> artificial, mm-hmm. uh, um, remain a bit uh, like uh, something authentic and it's quite uh, pretty. <laughs> I agree with you. And how long have you been in Paris? So in Paris, um, I have been living in Paris for 22 years and that's very unusual that I'm staying in the same place. Normally, Parisians are moving a lot. Mm-hmm. I was quite lazy and I stay in the same in the same uh, arrondissement and in, in the same flat. Okay, maybe lazy but maybe happy that about where you are. Where are you in Paris? I am in the 16 and um, it's close to the to the river. So I have a link with my um, birth city because the river Seine is landing is ending in Honfleur. Uh, so it's the way I am close to to my roots. And um, I am close to Maison de la Radio, also very uh, close to the, the 15. And the 16, normally people f- thinking it's a boring arrondissement. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't think that you don't find there um, fancy restaurants, nice, uh, co- nice and fancy uh, coffee shops, uh, and uh, street food, and all the things you can find in the, the third or in the 10 and the 11. It's much more posh, we say. But what I appreciate in the um, in the 16 is uh, that it's a green arrondissement. In part because you you are very close to Bois de Boulogne, who is part of the arrondissement, but also because um, you have um, a lot of uh, trees along the streets, and also a lot of um, house uh, gardens, private gardens. But you 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 have access to them and ga- parks, public parks, and yeah, it's quite green and maybe a bit more quiet than in the center of the city. Yes, but being next to a a large green space in Paris must be very helpful 
in terms of your access during the lockdown because we're, yes. we're, we're under light lockdown light and we're, we're restricted in terms of our movement. So being close to the Bois de Bologna is, must be a, a, a godsend. Yes, I was feeling very privileged during the first lockdown. The Bois de Boulogne was 100 meters above the one kilometer, but I, I went there. Anyway, <laughs> because it was very close by, so I say, okay, this will not be uh, damaging if I am going to the wood with nobody around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was also lucky to be able to go to the Ranlag Garden because the, the Ranlag Garden is a public park, but it's not close. It's not uh, with, um, you know, like the other parks who are uh, in a closed space. It's, oh, it's open. It's an open park. Yes. Okay. There are not so many in, in Paris, so it was quite nice, and I appreciate it a lot to be able to see uh, trees, uh, green spaces, places, and uh, yeah. And it was also spring last year, and so I had a lot. I took a lot of pictures of uh, trees and and flowers and. <laughs> Well, great. Um, we, we're also we are also looking forward to being able to spend more time out, hopefully in the next coming weeks, so that we can enjoy Paris again, because it is lovely weather at the moment. So it, it, it would be great to, to have the opportunity to enjoy that. Before you created My Paris Touch, what career were you in? I work exclusively for international large companies. Um, I study um, English and German. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to, to work in this kind of uh, large corporate companies. And uh, in my last position, I was an executive assistant in investment banking at uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch for 10 years. Thanks to this experience, uh, I think I, I developed a quite a flexible, solution-oriented or proactive attitude because the investment banking is quite uh, well known as to be a demanding, uh, demanding area. And I presume those skill sets that you acquired while working in investment banking also are very tangible assets in terms of my Paris touch. Can you tell us why you decided to make a change? Yes, that's uh, very true. It was precious for me to develop this attitude. And uh, uh, when I feel like I needed more uh, sense of uh, usefulness in my job. So that's why uh, uh, really a, a main reason for me to change. And also because I was uh, willing to become uh, independent and no more an employee, not anymore an employee. And um, the big reason was because I wanted to be more uh, free in the way of organizing my work day and my schedule. And um, I was also looking for more variety in my job. Okay, so it basically you became more entrepreneurial. Tell us a little bit about Paris Touch, when you created it, and what and what the services are that you provide. So I created it in um, 2019, but I um, it was a bit a long process uh, to feel um, enough confidence to to find the, the first client. But I was lucky to find the first client during the confinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2020, I found the, the two first clients the same week. So it was a, a good sign. And um, the main reason to have created that also, it was to uh, 
to in line um, with my personality, skills, desire, and values. It was very important for me to have all this in, um, in, in my new activity. The goal of my Paris Touch, the goals and the missions, is to help uh, expatriate to feel uh, at ease very quickly and um, uh, to avoid the stress and cultural shock when uh, arriving in, in a new city and a new country. So to help them to entangle the, the French administration uh, process and uh, all the challenges when you are arriving in a place you don't know, or maybe if you don't know the, the French uh, language as well. Are your clients mostly expats or are they also French, French people that you help? Um, actually, I have both. Mostly my, my vision was more to help expatriates. But with the, the COVID time and the, the pandemic, um, some French people have to come back in France. And sometimes uh, they were maybe under stress or not really ready. And so I'm helping uh, also French people, uh, mostly with the administrative aspects. <laughs> because even for French people, I mean, even if you can speak fluently French, I think um, it's uh, like a mind spirit to <laughs> to be ready to uh, to manage French administration. Oh, that's for sure. The French administration requires a special skill set in order to navigate through. What do you help people with? Do you help them with the French health system? Do you help them with schools? Tell us a little bit about specifically what you help them with. Yes. Okay. I'm not expert yet in in immigration, so all the process with the visa will not be my uh, my specialty. But I am um, ready to learn, and I think I can uh, make the the booking uh, booking booking the appointment with the prefecture and all the um, accompanying uh, the clients there, and all um, to be sure that all the documentation and the the, the documents are there and to find a translator, all these kind of things. I think it's not a big deal for me, so I can do that. And um, I think the most important aspect will be also with this elf's, um, the elf um, system and what uh, you mentioned, the card vital, the security social, and so to help them with the process of uh, reg registration to the security social. If you have kids, you may need to... Uh, to uh, register to the what we call in French uh, caisse d'assurance familiale, and this is also a process. And all the um, the red tapes you need when you also have a new home, you will have to find an insurance. Everything mm -hmm. in French, obviously, and to have an an energy contract and a web uh, internet, mobile phone, every kind of uh, of services you have to uh, to. Uh, to have a contract, to sign your documents, and so on. So really helping people getting settled in to their home. So anything that requires subscriptions to utilities, yes. to electricity, to broadband services. Do you also help people in terms of finding or helping them register their children for schools? Yes, that's true. I have, um, I, we can find together of, if they have already a, uh, school in mind to to follow the process and to uh, to make the registration and uh, to call to make the appointment and, and so on so yes i can do that as well and i have a list of uh, international schools and living in the 16 and you have a lot of 
international school in the 16th. <laughs> That's uh, very well known for that. <laughs> That's very true. Of all the, the things that you have helped expats and, and French residents here who are interested to come back to France, what would you perceive as the biggest challenge or the, the most difficult French administrative hurdle to overcome? I think it's um, on this specific time, the pandemic. The mm -hmm. thing is that um, the services now are, uh, offer only uh, over the phone or online. It's difficult to uh, to see someone, so you have to do it by phone. And when you are not speaking French, it's quite impossible. So it's difficult. And uh, the thing is that they have also a lot of overloading. So you have to uh, to be um, to sh to follow through very very attentively uh, your your file. And maybe yeah, you need patience, but also uh, consistency and call to know where the pro where they are in the process. And yeah, that's maybe um, in this time it's even more important to be very um, following the process and and maybe yeah to know how to uh, to speak to the people you have on the phone because over the phone because uh, they are um, under pressure to the administration people now in France and so um, yeah maybe you to to speak the language can uh, i have to pretend to be you when i'm calling for someone you know ah, i i understand perfectly not only that but it, i guess i presume it requires diligence persistence yes. follow up so no i understand and representing your clients and in terms of simplifying the process is something that you just have to continue to keep following up on yes exactly And so, yeah, that's um, that's something that is even more important now because of the pandemic. So you have to be patient and consistent. So yeah, that's that's the, the main thing I will uh, help you with, and maybe even not losing time. So to be sure to have the, all the document when you are calling, because um, it's they are always asking something you don't know <laughs> why and so on. So to be prepared and to have everything uh, where they, they should. Um, may ask you and so so I can help with that because I know what they are they will uh, ask you and uh, that's my uh, my uh, great great help with administration things <laughs> excellent besides French and English are there any other languages that you speak and that you might be able to help somebody else in terms of navigating through the process here in France yes I'm speaking fluently German but I guess that German people are um, will have maybe less trouble. Oh, I say that, but I have a friend who is, uh, uh, is living in France for, has been living in France for maybe uh, six years and he, he still don't speak French, so doesn't speak French. So sometimes I have to help him to, <laughs> to make some appointment. <laughs> so yeah, German could be helpful also for <laughs> people who are very uh, difficult with languages. How do you charge for your services? Do you charge by the hour? Do you charge by by the project, by mission? I would say both, uh, depending on the service uh, required. For instance, registration to Security Social, it's a package because uh, it's better because you don't know how long you have to to wait uh, <laughs> to have someone with, replying to you and so, so it's uh, secure to do that. But... Um, What I want to offer is a very personalized service. So, um, and support, um, the support and the assistant uh, should be customizable. 
for each client. So I will adapt to the client uh, request and the services they need. Okay, perfect. Given the last year in Paris and France, we've we've had the pandemic and it's been difficult for a lot of people who own property here already, but it's not their primary residence and they potentially need someone who can look after their apartment because there are lots of things that can happen. There are lots of things such as leaks or, or, <laughs> yeah. or the security of the apartment. Are, are these some sort of services that you provide in addition to your expat services? Yes, actually, it's a very um, uh, it's good that you asked me this question because in my uh, website, it's not mentioned. I I didn't mention this kind of service, but it happens that uh, one of the clients I I am um, I have now um, is a Californian woman, and I am helping her with um, to uh, with um, she has a flat in Paris and she has some trouble with the syndic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to say that in. Uh, in English, uh, it, the Sandik is the management company for the yeah. building, mm-hmm. and because she had um, free, uh, she had suffered a lot of uh, leak. Uh, it's not leak; it was uh, uh, water falling in the because they repair the roof, but not properly. So, so she has the water <laughs> running in the flats; they destroy completely, and she had that uh, around three times. Oh my goodness! So, so coming, so um, leaks and floods coming into her apartment. Yes. Wow. Okay. And um, so she has uh, now a legal process against the syndic, and so um, I'm I'm helping her to uh, prepare the file for the lawyer, so okay. to make like a timeline to explain everything, and I'm um, analyzing with him. Okay. Um, so when you're interfacing with with her and the lawyer, that's the legal process. But there, I presume there's also an insurance process that needs to be followed as well for the repairs. No. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, an easy uh, case. She ha- we have also to deal with the insurance. That's true. But it's now it's um it was the the leak problem starts in twenty seventeen and we are yeah so and she she has to go back in uh, in the US. So yeah, it's a bit a difficult situation. So yeah, it's good to have someone uh, there to deal with. Uh, I had to make a appointment for. For locksmith, a locksmith, an architect to uh, to do an uh, evaluation of the renovation work, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now uh, I'm dealing, um, I'm helping with uh, uh, with this kind of uh, of topics. And so, yeah, it's uh, for me it was a uh, like a new work, but like I told before, I like variety, and uh, I'm really open uh, to. Uh, any kind of um, mission out of my territories because I love to uh, to I, I need to be curious and to uh, to go in new places. I have no problem with that. Your services are definitely customizable based upon the needs of your clients or potential clients. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you potentially want to expand your business going forward? So for me, it's very important to stay independent. So I am not thinking to become like a big relocation agency with many employees. But what I really like is to, um, to develop partnerships. Yeah, with many uh, different uh, people who uh, maybe I can delegate things or, yeah. But I don't want to become a big uh, company because I want to offer a personalized service. So... Uh, when you are becoming 
big, then it's more difficult to have this uh, relationship with your customers. For for me, it's very important to be a uh, to be very have the contact with the customer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great because you sound very relationship. Uh, focused and yes. rather than rather than transaction focused, so it's about the long term relationship with the client. No, I understand perfectly. So, as a Parisian, or at least a Parisian over since the last twenty two years, what are some of your favorite places in Paris, and maybe some of the places that you intend to go as soon as we're able to do that? <laughs> yeah. So I am. I am very. Um... I told you my my arrondissement district is quite. Yeah, quiet and so. So I travel a lot. And as I am living close to the river, it's very easy for me to go in the center of the city in 25 minutes uh, with bike or with the bus. I have a direct bus. And uh, I spend a lot of time close to the Louvre because I am um, visiting the Ecole du Louvre just like um, for an hobby, not for any uh, walking uh, uh, <laughs> purpose and uh, I am going there every week normally. Tell us a, a little bit about the Ecole de Louvre and what's involved. Yeah, in Ecole de Louvre um, everyone so uh, you can go to visit the Ecole for um, history of art um, Oh, so you can take art history classes yes. at, the, at, the, at the Louvre. Yeah, you can do that uh, evening classes I, uh, when I started, I was doing uh, evening classes, so I can go to my work and then to the classes. But now I, I, I enjoy also to do some speci specialities. Uh, uh, this year, I study uh, more particularly the architect of Paris uh, between uh, 19th centuries and now. So it was mm -hmm. very specific. And um, it's, um, it's uh, like uh, lect uh, lectures. With, but um, the, te the, the teacher, the, prof the professor are very good. They are very specialized and very well uh, knowledgeable. And that's always a pleasure. Okay. And, um, and we can do, when I'm, uh, I, I tend to do also some uh, practical uh, uh, lessons. That's you are going to the museum or to the city with a professor. For they say TD travaux dirigés. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that, but it's more you are. It's not all you are on a in a room and taking notes. You are going to see directly the the, the masterpieces and so on. So, so that's very cool. I love that. That might be something I might be interested in when we're able to do that. Yeah. Um, but besides the Ecole de Louvre and other places, uh, can you just give us a, a sense of? What other things you like to do once post pandemic? Once we're able to do them, yeah, and I'm a very uh, movie uh, fan, so I'm going also. I have an unlimited card with uh, UGC, so I'm going also very often to the the, the movie theater. And one of my favorite was in Leal because you have 37 possibility. I don't know. Sal. We, we say 37 screens, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a big choices, so that's great. And um, so, yeah, I'm going a lot in the, this area in the first. And um, and I love to, to walk along the river. So the the, the along the river will be the first uh, along the Hotel de Ville and the, the Notre Dame. And this area, I love it. Yeah, I need to go there very regularly to feel I am a Parisian. <laughs> Even if I'm seeing the Eiffel Tower uh, in my street, I always need a bit uh, of the two Paris, uh, the the 
historical part of Paris. So I'm I'm going quite often there. My brother is living in Second, so I know also the bits uh, the area. And in the Second, you find very good places for food, <laughs> for uh, street foods and cocktail bars and restaurants and so on. But um, I have no trouble also to go in the east part of Paris because I have friends who lived in the 20s and um, I'm going also in the 10, in the 11, everywhere. <laughs> uh, I have no issue to travel in Paris. And, um, yeah, I remember uh, at the time they said there is no go zone in Paris, but I don't think it's true. We can go everywhere and so you always find uh, something nice and uh, I like to walk to discover new places and to, yeah, for me. Well, it sounds like you don't have a preference for the left or the right bank. No. It sounds like you take the time to enjoy Paris and all of the arrondissements and things that it has to offer. Exactly. Also, when you help your clients, is there a specific préfecture that you go to or, or is it by the district in which they intend to live? No, I think the préfecture is only for all of the visa things, you know, the main places. And then if you have some issue more specifically with a link to your uh, mairie, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but normally it's uh, all the, everything with the immigration on the city is linked to, um, to the prefecture, the, the main place in the Lille de la Cité. How can our listeners find you and find out what services you provide? So uh, my website is um, myparistouch.com and this is in uh, bilingual, so don't hesitate to do up to to push on the english version <laughs> english english uh, flag mm -hmm. and um i have an instagram instagram is also my spice touch uh, on my website i have also a blog but um recently i was not very active i have to write again but during the the lockdown also i lose a bit uh, the the joy to write articles because yeah it was not so funny as before. Well, we hope that you will be inspired to continue with your blog and also to continue to assist people who are interested to live in Paris or to help them, even when they're here, to navigate through the French administrative waters. Delphine, I want to thank you again for joining us today on the Paris Property Chronicles. Um, thank you, Yolanda. It was a great pleasure. If you need assistance overcoming administrative hurdles in France, including setting up your utilities, appointments with the French government, or assistance with insurance matters, please contact Delphine through her website at www.myparistouch.com to make the process stress-free. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles, property tailored for you.